and Tyler McComas. What's the drink of choice tonight? Well, you know, I, I'm not promoting it, but I like some old cold beer. I think I'm going to have one. I'm not promoting it now. It's cold beer time. That's right. Five o'clock Friday afternoon. We're just hanging out Riverwind Casino. Having a good time. I would su- suggest the Ice Cold Pacifico for uh, old Pittman there. Well, kind of like that's the last time you're going to hear that until football season. Correct? Are you uh, off starting next week? Are you off on Fridays? Is that the deal? Yes. Um. But I'm sure something will come up a Friday or two throughout the summer, and I'll be in and hear yeah. the old cold beer. Yeah, yeah. A, a random Saturday or a random Friday in the summer, you're going to come. I'll, I'll, uh, I'll pass on that one. I, I'm going to say that that one's not going to happen. Well, the, if I need to switch up dates, you know, maybe play a golf tournament on a Monday or something, that stuff can happen for sure. Well, well for now. For now. Feels like that's the last time you're going to hear that until football season. We However, can play it on Thursday, can't we? No, nah, it's a Friday at five tradition, yeah, man. Uh, okay. Whether you're here or not, that's that's not it's not going to stop. Sam Pittman, gotta love it. Speaking of Sam Pittman in the SEC, and text line can get in on this one 405-651-3439. How about I throw a few sports out and we kind of evaluate where they sit right now with the SEC being 416 days away. And let's start with what most people probably care about. How does the football program currently sit with 416 days, not until you play your first SEC game, but until you're a full SEC member? Like, Are you, are you asking me like where it sits? Like in How ready they are? Yeah, just kind of how prepared they are for that league. Um, trying to think on how exactly to grade it. Uh, we can, as a program with where we are, we can step into the, the SEC at any time with a few small exceptions throughout the history of our program and and be fine. Not stick out like a sore thumb. I'm not suggesting that we win the conference, but we can transition and and be a team in the SEC and hold our own. Now, Nobody wants to go to the SEC and hold our own, right? That's not what we want to do. Sure. We want to be ready to go to the SEC and win it, which, you know, we're not ready to go to the SEC and win it right now. And we're really not that close to going to the SEC and winning it. But I think a lot can happen in just a year's time. We've seen that plenty of times in the sport. A lot can happen. I fully expect by this time next year, we're going to be feeling a whole different way about our football team. Um, We've got the quarterback to transition us to the... um, Which I don't know about anyone else, but that makes me feel a lot better about things. He hadn't taken a snap yet in a meaningful game, but what we, we can only judge off what we've seen or heard so far and that that part's sounded pretty good yeah it sounds like he well sounds and looks i mean I've, I've seen him you know quite a bit in practice saw him in the game uh, he's he's going to be as advertised 
five-star material for sure. So we've got the quarterback. So, like, we didn't have a quarterback and we're transitioning to the SEC. Like, that's something to really worry you. Um, I think I think the offensive line is is headed in the right direction. It's going to be tough because, you know, Walter Rouse is done. This is his last year of eligibility. And there's a chance that Tyler Guyton's going to be, like, if, if, if he comes around like they think he's going to, like, there's a chance that he might be gone too, one and done at tackle. Um, I guess it's not he was a tackle last year, but you get what I'm saying. Sure. Uh, heading to the NFL. If we have to replace both of our tackles next year, that's going to be tough now. And center with Rame. Rame's going to be gone after this year. So offensive line is going to be interesting. But we've recruited well. We've done a good job in the portal there. I expect that to continue. Um, defensively, I think we're going to be feeling a whole whole different way about our team defensively after after next year. But, you know, it's going to be interesting to see what our roster looks like. Who's still around? Do we lose guys in the portal? Do we lose guys to the NFL? Like, well, like portal guys, and it, I mean, we've seen what just I guess one full portal cycle, but they they really didn't lose anyone this last portal cycle that it felt felt like right. was going to you know what I mean. So I, I would lean towards the the portal's going to be a net positive more right. than anything. Like I even agree. Next year, I agree. Um, you know, as, as long as, you know, you, stuff can happen between now and then. I'm, you know, I'm just throwing that out there. I think we, I think we're ready to, we will be ready to transition. Um, I, I don't think we're going, I wouldn't pick us to be a threat to win it in our first year as we sit right now. Again, that could change. If we have some young guys that show up, like if we go out and, win the Big 12 and who knows like on the high end of what's possible have a have an appearance in the college football playoff and there's some real momentum there like okay yeah 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 they got the right coach this thing is this is looking good and you start to, you can pick up a couple of guys now you're in the SEC and maybe you can get a, a interior defensive lineman in the transfer portal I, I think some of those things could happen and you could you could find yourself legitimately competing to win the SEC in year one, but for the most part, I think we're going to be like in the top four. Yeah, well, just I, make the twelve-team playoff in that first year. You know, you you, you do yeah. that, and I think that you can call that at least now. What four hundred and sixteen days away from being an official member, and a lot longer than that till the first uh, actual season. You make the twelve-team playoff your first year in the SEC. I feel like, for the most part, that'll be considered a success in itself. I was yeah, I, I was asked that very question on an SEC show earlier today. Like, what are the expectations for OU in the SEC? And I said, I initially make the twelve-team playoff. That's probably going to be the line of success, or not the first two two years or so. To get yeah, a that's. There. It's hard to predict that because I just don't know how it's all yeah. going to unfold. Um. You know, how many t- like, are they going to let four teams well, out of the yeah. SEC in the 12 team playoffs? Who's and- in your three team rotating opponents? How good they are at the time? Like, oh, yeah, that's yeah. there's there's a lot to sort out. Text line Sean says, skill players, OU is ready. Both lines need more depth. Organization question mark. Hmm. Uh, 
I will say, like, at this moment today, I would strongly disagree that our skill players are ready. Not at wide receiver. Running back definitely could be that. Um, need to see more out of that, though, obviously. I am – and hopefully I'm proven wrong because I think we have the talent. We just ha- I just haven't seen it, you know. Just haven't seen it. But I – I don't know, man. What 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 are we going to have at tight end next year when we go to the SEC? Well, you, you know? may. I mean, you may have a true freshman there that's just reclassified. Um, unless you're you're hoping that a couple of these second year guys really make a big jump at tight end. Maybe you go yeah. portal again potentially. I mean, but you're right. Stogner's kind of a a band aid on that situation seemingly right now, at least this year. Yeah. Um, hopefully we're we're okay there. All right, wide receiver, man, I, I'm hopeful that our guys step up, answer the call. You know, we get, we get some breakout big time talent. But like as it sits right now, we don't have we don't have the best wide receiver core in the Big Twelve, and I don't even know honestly, I don't even know how to rate where our guys are in the Big Twelve right now. Chris Rich, back on the positive side of things. I look at the recruiting over the past two years and what this year is looking like. We recruit in the top five, top ten. We will compete. Plus, we do well in the portal. We will do fine. Yeah. Yeah. I. I they're gonna do. They're they're gonna have a good defensive class again this year. I'm confident in that. Just really need guys like R. Mason Thomas, P.J. Atabare, Peyton Bowen, those young true friend. Well, I guess. Or Mason Thomas isn't a true freshman, but you get the point. Some of these true freshmen that we think can play, if that happens and they make a nice impact and they progress throughout the year, that'll make me yeah. feel a lot better about the mood of the SEC. Because this feels like, man, I don't want to, I don't want to necessarily compare it to like the, uh, like your class or the class that came after you, but it does in some ways feel like last year's class and this year's class can kind of be the foundational pieces that gets you to be playing elite football in the SEC. Last year's right. class could be the foundation class on the offensive line with those four guys they got. Um, last year's defensive line haul along with this one could maybe get you back to being elite in the trenches once again. I think that's what we're potentially talking about, but need to see those first-year guys like progress big time this first year. Yeah. No, I agree. Um, I, mean, I think yeah, we got to remember that at least, at least um, you know, rankings-wise, in the recruiting rankings, that we don't recruit better than Alabama, we don't recruit better than Georgia. But that's about it. I mean, you're, you're close, yeah, comparable with LSU, Tennessee's making a, it, a nice move. It feels like those, like like the LSU's, the A and M's, the Tennessee's. We kind of like rotate. Yeah, I agree with like, that. There's there's like a shuffling of of those teams between somewhere between four and like twelve where that's kind of the range that those teams are in. So roster wise, you would expect that we're going to be kind of in the same territory as as some of those teams, you know, which is which is going to be is going to be a change. Now we've been playing in a conference where 
no one other than Texas has recruited anywhere close consistently, like not even in the yeah. same, like hardly even in the top 25. That's a big difference. So, Jay in I mean, Tulsa says, as it is today, I don't think Oklahoma has any position group that's fully ready to go into the SEC. Next year and a few recruiting classes down the road, sure, but not now. There's some individual spots I feel good about, safety obviously being one of them. Um, yeah. I could feel a lot better about corner after I see like who's going to win that other corner spot. I wouldn't totally agree with that, but, yeah, there are definitely some spots where they need more one top-end talent and two depth for sure. Right. Yeah. Uh, and, you know, the thing is, is we're always going to be comparing to the top of the SEC, and that's what I was saying is, like, I don't – I don't feel like right away that it's just going to be really hard to get at Georgia or Alabama in year one. Year two, okay. Well, you know, I guess part of it is tell me what happens with Jackson Arnold this year, you know. Is this year a second-team quarterback playing in mop-up duty, or is this going to be a – carves out a place in the offense, earns a share by the end of the season, like he is a part of what they do, then that that could change my yeah. opinion. There, well, there's just so much to sort out in the SEC, too. Like, if we have this conversation about the Big 12, it's, you know, it kind of stays the same over time. Those right. teams are going to have, for the most part, the same talent level. It's not going to change all that much throughout the Big 12. But, man... Like, we'll see what Georgia looks like without Stetson Bennett. Like, they're still going to be really good, but will they stay elite without Stetson Bennett? I think Alabama's still going to be really good this year. There's obviously some question marks. Maybe I'm wrong about Alabama, and they're really on a you know, on a downturn. Maybe Tennessee is on an upswing. Maybe LSU is on an upswing. Like, we could talk about this, you know, 500 days out from OU's first SEC game. Not only will OU dramatically change, but that conference is going to dramatically change as well before you yeah. get there. Yeah. Honestly, it's hard to know, man. I I, I think we'll be in a fine spot. I, I, I could feel way better about it or way worse about it in, you know, five games into this coming oh, season. You go nine and three with in. this schedule, I don't think anyone's going to feel good about it. Right. That's what I'm saying. Um, so – I think we're making the right moves. I think we're getting our program, like, we're. it's hard to move into a situation where you're not totally dependent on only having the best quarterback in the country, and that's really what you are, right? And that comes with some headaches, comes with a different style of football, comes with, you know, relying on other guys to play bigger roles and having to be smarter, having to, you know, play situational aware football, having to be better on special teams. And as we've learned, you can't just flip that switch. You know, it's it's a, it's a difficult transition, but I think overall it's going to make us a, a better program. A few more and we'll hit a break. We need a punter who can keep the ball out of the end zone, says the texture of the 918s. Yeah. Six Punter that can keep the ball out of the end zone, kicker that can keep it between the uprights, um, an offense that can take advantage of wide open deep balls, um, you know, not penalize yourself whenever you score touchdowns and you put points on the board, a defense that can tackle, a defense that knows how to line up, and a defense that can get to the quarterback. 
you do those things, you're going to be able to play with anyone, anywhere, anytime. Should be great at Cheetah, says the 602. I, I, I hope they are this year. I mean, I'm hopeful at that spot for sure. I'm not as confident as I am about, you know, the two safeties back there necessarily, but I um, – well, actually, Cheetah is one of the – Cheetah is one of the spots where I feel probably best at. Maybe three to four position groups I feel best about, I guess. I don't know if you want to lump it in with another position group or not or if it's just all on its own, but there's two guys there, if, if McCullough's there, that I, I feel okay about. Yeah, I believe that Justin Harrington is going to be a breakout star in the Big 12 this year defensively. That's among the top of best-case scenario type of things for this defense. There's just – we haven't had anyone like him in I don't know how long. You know, he's – the, the, the length that he has, he's 6'3", long arms, 40-inch vertical, you know, can can absolutely fly, can cover because he played corner, played safety. So I just the athleticism, if he gets it mentally and he's come a long way in just the spring, He's gonna be he's gonna be nails out there. All right, quick time out. More from the rush coming up. Keep hitting the text line. Let us know what you think. Six five one three four three nine. We'll be back. Talking sooner football is what we do. This is the ref. The new In Motion Clinic in Norman will work with each patient to take a holistic approach to health and wellness. Functional sports medicine physician Amanda Sadler, MD, is committed to spending time with each patient to help them achieve. Riverway Casino and Hotel bringing you the final hour of the rush. OU softball will be playing for a Big 12 tournament championship tomorrow. The only question is, who are they going to be playing? Well, three is uh, three in the books in OKC. Texas leads Kansas right now 7 to nothing. So maybe that one's not even in question anymore. It looks like it's going to be OU and Texas and Oklahoma City once again tomorrow. That's, uh, that'll be a fun one. Now, That'll be a fun one. The rematch for the fourth time this year. When when is that scheduled? I believe it's two o'clock is when that is scheduled tomorrow. Okay. And I have no idea what the forecast looks like at OKC at two o'clock tomorrow. But judging by the text line, it's um not a very optimistic feel about it. Right. Well, um, Hopefully they get that in at some point. I mean, what's the? They will one way or the other. They'll 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 get it in. What's the like? How, how does that happen? Does it, is it? Well, you could push it back to Sunday if you need to. Um, it's right. Not, I mean, you'd rather get it out of the way on Saturday, and not that OU needs to rest a ton because they'll only play two games this weekend. It's actually um, like the lighter weekend, that maybe the lightest weekend that they've had all year long to only play two games, but. You'd still like Sunday off if you can get it before uh, before the regionals, right? Yeah. Well, no kidding. I guess the uh, you got to be you got to have a window. All you need is a couple of innings to run rule Texas, right? That's it. Yeah, three innings to run rule them. 
yell at Mike White, give him the birds, maybe yell something at him that makes him give the double birds to the crowd. We've seen that happen at this very tournament last year. Anything's possible. Sure. 45 minutes. Mike White yeah. is psycho enough where you never know what can happen in 45 minutes to an hour. Right. Well, I uh, I hope they – I don't know. Do you want to run rule them or do you want them to, yeah, like, yeah, yeah. drag run. out the misery? Well, because, because you've already ripped the – you've already had that game with Texas, you know. You were, you were yeah. down two going into the seventh, and Jada hits the game-tying home run. Kinsey Hansen hits the game winner. Like, you've had that game. Let's go ahead and just put a 50. Like last year in that first uh, first game in the uh, championship series, what did OU win, like 18-1, to 1, something like that, 19-1? to 1? Another one of those would be very enjoyable. Oh, yeah, of I'd course. I'd be absolutely down for that one. Yeah, of course. Um, it, do you have any idea what what the regional is going to look like at all? Like who maybe is going to be there? And there was a projection earlier this week. Like OU is going to be the number one overall seed, so you know they're not going to get a murderer's row type of regional. But I did see a projection that Utah would be the two seed. Why is that important? Well, Patty's other son DJ is the coach at Utah, right? So it would be interesting. I I don't. I feel like Utah's a little bit better than that. Not that I keep up with them all the time, but if you had a uh, mother-son uh, battle in a regional in Norman with brother being the uh, the hitting coach for OU softball, that would be that'd be intriguing to say the least. Wow. Yeah. I don't even know. Did you see? Uh, Monta- uh, Montana Fouts yeah, got hurt. that knee injury la- or the leg injury last night. It looked awful. Feel terrible for her. So what's the deal? They think she- did it know. look that bad? Yeah, I mean it looked bad. I mean she's was she crying coming off the field last night. I mean it was just one of those where you say, "Ooh, that's that doesn't look good." Right, she probably knew something. Yeah. I guess I just I, I didn't have the volume on or anything, but I saw like a clip of it, and I don't know. I felt like maybe it didn't didn't look all that bad and i heard plank and them talking about it just briefly so um they feel like she's gonna be done then huh i no one knows for sure but it you know when you leave the field with a leg injury like that then there's right it doesn't this late in the season yeah it didn't look good uh by the way we spent all last segment talking about ou football being ready for the sec is there any program on campus that's more ready for the sec than the softball program uh, I mean, I ready I for know. the SEC or ready for the Olympics? Yeah, I don't know who else it would be. Yeah, no, they they are they're absolutely ready. They're ready to go right now, um, and they've got to be just chomping at the bit. Who all is who all is back pitching wise? I know Jordy Barocco is, is gone. Ball right. is back. May is back, and then. Kirsten Deal, who you're seeing a lot more of here recently, she's back as well. She's only a true freshman. And you know they'll get someone through recruiting, and you know they'll get someone via the portal. So they lose to Rocco, and that's it. I guess the question is, who's the best pitcher in college softball right now that's not on, like, one of the top ten teams? She'll be the number two next year behind Jordy (laughs) Ball, most likely. (laughs) Right. Yeah. I'm telling Uh, you, man, like, the way that Jordy has pitched through two years – she is not there right now. I'm not saying that she is. But the way that it's trending, 
she got a chance to be, by the time it's all said and done, the best pitcher in program history. Like, if she has four consecutive years of just – like, she's only Big 12 Pitcher of the Year back-to-back years. She does that four yeah. consecutive years, and, you know, she's that next year and then Pitcher of the Year in the SEC. She's going to have a pretty strong claim to it. I think she is um, – I think she's going to have – like, next year, I think she's going to be incredible. Because, remember, she didn't – get to have much of an offseason no, because of the injury. Didn't do anything, it, really. Yeah, they wouldn't let her do anything. So my guess is as long as she stays healthy the rest of this uh, this season, that offseason, work on her game, have some big jumps, you know, start to get you know a little bit older, a little stronger, has the experience now, will be one of the, the upperclassmen on the team now. I think that I think next year she's going to have an incredible yeah, year. Yeah, I won't I, doubt that. It, it, I mean, she's already having an incredible year now, but we're talking in, in OU softball terms. It could be something special even for them. Uh, text line says it's whether SEC is ready for Oklahoma softball. Oh, there you go. And, That's right. And judging by this year, not so much. Went out to LSU and sh- shut them out. Beat Auburn in Oklahoma City. Uh, swept Mississippi State and Starkville earlier this year, beat Kentucky earlier this year, it, it beat A&M. It feels like they've beaten half the teams in the SEC so far this year. Yeah. They lost to any of them. It will be interesting, though, to see, like, what, if any, difference there is and how they match them up, uh, you know, because how, there's only, what, seven teams in Big 12 that play softball? Correct, yeah. I have no idea. Like, we have a good idea about the football scheduling format. Any of the other sports, I haven't even heard any rumors about that. I don't know if softball would be totally random. If you would make, you know, your three permanent opponents in football, you do that across all sports. That might mean OU is playing Florida every single year in every sport, which is interesting. But I haven't heard anything about softball. I don't think they'll do that. I don't, I don't think, think so make... either, but it's just like, a, ooh, what if they do that? It's a, a thought that's been thrown out there, like nothing nothing serious. I, I I guess at some point I'd like to find go look and I don't even it's so hard to find this stuff uh, easily. That's the that's the one beef. Like they're starting to play all kinds of softball on ESPN and everything, but you still can't find jack crap uh, with softball stats and standings and rankings and schedules on the ESPN website. It's still way too difficult to find that stuff. I'd like to see how many conference series the SEC softball teams play. Yeah, I don't know that number off the top of my head. Uh, I'll look into that. Greg from Lawton, my thoughts exactly. SEC is not ready for OU softball, but hey, who is? It's true. They could go to any con- they go to the Pac-12, and the Pac-12 wouldn't be ready right now. What about OU men's hoops? Should we hit that on the other side? Uh, we can hit that right now if you'd like. They need a new arena. They need to make the NCAA tournament this year. I mean, obviously I'm not as confident about OU men's hoops as I am softball and uh, football even, but – They've, they've got to get some things figured out for sure. It's yeah. not as good of a league, but it's still a it's still a good enough league at the top to where if you're a below-average basketball team, you're not going to make the NCAA tournament. Especially, well, you know, like how many times have we heard, well, they are a Big 12 team. They've went through the grind of the Big 12. Maybe they'll get the benefit of the doubt come tournament time. Maybe that's a real thing. I don't know. 
but you're not going to get that in the SEC. Yeah. You better be at That's the top true. end of the SEC. That's true. Um, do you think it? Do you think it's going to help them to not be? I just because like the schedule and trying to get things turned around and just trying to get a foothold. It's been brutal so far. I will it be? Will it be easier to get things jump started in the SEC? You think? Um, maybe they they got to take care of themselves. That's what I'm saying. Like I think it's yeah. more about them and their current situation than necessarily the conference. Like yeah, the SEC I guess technically will be easier, but Arkansas still got a good program, man. Like there's so many, there's a lot of good programs in the SEC. Like they've got to, they got to up their own level if they want to get back to the tournament. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. Women's hoops ready. Women's gymnastics ready. Men's yeah. gymnastics ready. Wrestling, not sure. Well, they'll, they'll stay in the Big Twelve, I guess. So they won't yeah. be SEC bound. And then you've got you got baseball and track, and I'm I think both of those sports are going to get a big boost when you go to the SEC. Baseball is going to be difficult. I know it. It's going to be hard. Like facilities-wise, we are way behind the rest of the conference. Um, but everyone wants to go play baseball in the SEC, right? Oh yeah. A lot of these high school kids are, you know, it would be great if Oklahoma got hot right now, like they did last year at the end of the season, and, and made something big happen, and you know, at least were around. You know, because these kids are going to remember Oklahoma played in the in the championship series last year, and it should you know it should make a yeah. for a good transition. You know what, like the SEC baseball wise, in so many ways, is how it is in football, just because it's just so brutal of a league that you can easily fall behind. I, I read you the stat maybe on Monday: Mississippi State won the title two years ago, Ole Miss won the title last year. Mississippi State hasn't made the NCAA tournament since they won the national championship. I know that's only one year. But if the season were to end last weekend, they wouldn't even have made the SEC tournament. Crazy. So, like, you can break through and win a title in baseball in the SEC and then turn around and be bad for the next two years. It's just it's just difficult. Right. Yep. I love this well. text before we hit a break for the 405. Uh, fire up the Kim Mulkey versus OU women's basketball rivalry when we move to the SEC. The same way that we talk about Jimbo Fisher right now, I'm sure of it. We will be talking the same way about Kim Mulkey uh, in the SEC. Yeah. Can't wait for that. She'll be a target of this show. I I like Kim Mulkey. I don't. Why? Because I think she's – hmm, what's the right word I want to use here? Crazy? Uh, to, yeah, that's, that's about – that's about the nicest way that you could say it. Yeah, I just yeah. I don't think that she's a nice per. I, I'm just not a fan. She well, I, I guess maybe, maybe I like her because I kind of deal with it from afar. Um, I guess if you're in the mix with her and oh, there's no way. <laughs> yeah, Ugh, I just very easily just easily hateable Kim Mulkey. Oh yeah, in the and upper echelon the... of SEC teams, that's easily dislikable. And she went to the like uh, the place that is best suited for villains, didn't she? Yes, she did. 
Isn't that crazy? Yes, did. All right, quick timeout. More from the rush coming up. We've got a couple of segments left here from Riverwind Casino. Stay tuned. Talking Sooner football is what we do. This is The Ref. Hi, I'm Trevor Turner with RK Black. RK Black is the leading provider of information technology solutions in small and medium-sized organizations. Is your business looking and to change the outcome? But pre-diabetes does. With early diagnosis and a few healthy changes, you can reverse pre-diabetes and prevent or delay type 2 diabetes. To learn your risk, take the one-minute test today at doihaveprediabetes.org. Brought to you by the Ad Council and its pre-diabetes awareness partners. Taking you into the weekend, it's the rush on the ref. Tyler McComas, Teddy Lehman. It's time to fill up that stat sheet. Brought to you by Dorsey Jones, Buick GMC, and El Reno. I-40 and exit 125. Just 20 minutes from OKC, a little drive to big savings. Friday tradition during softball season. We fill up the stat sheet by guessing who's going to have the most home runs over the weekend. Now, we only have one game to pick from. And so far this weekend, Jada Coleman has a home run. Grace Lyons has a home run. I am 0 for on the season. You are 1 for on the season. <laughs> I'm really hoping that I can get it right this weekend. Really hoping. I need to get on the board. Who's going to lead OU in home runs this weekend? Now that Lyons has one and Coleman has one. T.R.A. Jennings. Two tomorrow? Yeah. Okay. Uh, I'm taking the low-hanging fruit here. I'm going to take Jada Coleman. I, I just yeah. need to get on the board, man. You know, I know it's lame. I know it's not exciting. It's not risky. But Jada Coleman, which means Grace Lyons will hit two home runs tomorrow and finishes the leader with three this weekend. That's what that means. Or just hit one. Or just hit right? one, yeah. Yeah. Um, what do you think is Texas going to try and do something different? They're going to try and throw multiple pitchers at them? Like, Yes. Is it? Yes. You, you think yeah. so? Yeah. Uh huh. Right. Good luck. I mean, that's a that's a guess. I to get in, inside the head of that dork Mike White. You know, good luck with that. But they had success. They were one one of the first teams to have success with that, right? I and thought like, it was Tech. Was it? Yeah. Then Tech, and then maybe they played Tech the weekend before Texas, and they started that. Yeah. Maybe. Yeah. Tech Tech did it, and by OU won like. 3-0, something like that. Um, or maybe they gave up a run. I don't, it was it was a fairly close game. Um, but they caught on by the end of that series. And, you know, I, you got to try something. But there's only so much you can do. It really like, is. It's not like football where you can start throwing trick plays out there and doing all kinds of random stuff. Like, about all you can do is – try and play good defense, try and get a beat on what's happening uh, with their pitchers. and Right. you got to just try and run the bat into the, some balls uh, somehow that you haven't been able to do previously. Get lucky, I guess. Text line, Kim Mulkey with three barf emojis. Kim Mulkey is trash. Sherry Cole should have punched her out years ago. Yeah. Most people agree with me on Mulkey. Out of the new... I, th- co- I, I think maybe... Maybe I like her because, or not like her. It's not like I'm a a fan. (laughs) But maybe I just like that there's always 
a controversy always there's always something you know what i'm saying it's like i know what you're saying i don't like people like that where there always has to be controversy i know that's that's, that's true and it's rare that someone is like that and wins at the rate that she does and they're going to be even better next year they I'm got sure. they see that got that transfer girl from louisville oh yeah oh yeah yeah out of the newcomers this year to the conference, who do you think has the best season? Says a texture in the four hundred five. I probably feel UCF, I right? feel too good about UCF being that. I just haven't heard great things about BYU. Cincinnati is going through a lot of turnover this off season. Houston just kind of, I mean, they were almost. It always felt like they were a seven eight win team in the American with Dana. I don't feel like they're going to be great in the Big 12. I, I, Yeah, I feel very strongly it's UCF. It's like all their win totals are like four and a half, aren't they? Something like that? Yeah, very low. Now, BYU does, has, does have Slovis. Um, what is that? I mean, what does that really mean? I though? know. I, I'm just saying, like, <sighs> some people regard him very highly, throwing the football. We'll see. I don't. The thing is, I just don't know a whole lot about them yet. And I really won't know a whole lot about them. Like, I can look at names and stats and coaches and all of that, but I really won't know a whole lot until I actually see them play. Still is see, uh, still is weird that Houston, out of the four newcomers, Houston gets Texas at home, BYU gets OU at home, Cincinnati gets OU at home, UCF's most sexy or sexiest uh, home game in the conference is like Baylor this year. They got the short end of that straw with yeah. like because uh, everyone wants OU in Texas at home this year, especially these sure. newcomers and all of them. But UCF got it. UCF has to go to OU. Right. Well, since he got it, we don't play Houston. BYU got it. I guess. Guess everyone can't get what they want, right? So it's not. Uh, okay, let me confirm this text before I say it. No, just say it. Okay, I'll just say we it. We don't fact check Softball here. Softball is 12 noon tomorrow. Time change. Boomer in all caps. No one actually spells boomer that way. I just like to say it like Billy Sims. Right. Well, they must feel like there's going to be a window around noon. Not to get this thing in. Am I seeing that on OU's Twitter page? Not right now, but whatever. The The text line is the best source. So should I be happy that uh, perhaps my son's first kid pitch baseball games tomorrow or may get canceled for No, you'll have plenty weather? Of the, you'll have plenty to make up for it in the future. Yeah. Celebrate it. I've just heard that the first, like, entry into kid pitch is, like, the most boring, horrific thing to sit through and to watch and to be around ever and i can imagine i can imagine the over we can fill up the stat sheet with that um an entire game strikes thrown we'll put it five and a half i'll take the under walks steals passed balls overthrows yeah it's (laughs) it's gonna be ugly it's the single Mm. toughest age of uh to watch like your kid play this year right here T-ball can be controlled. Like it'll get better yeah. as it moves forward. But this this is the most this is the toughest well, year. See, we're still a we we are a coach pitch team, but 
we're playing a kid pitch tournament like as an introduction just to kind of oh dip boy. the toe in the water. Oh, oh boy. So, yeah, we haven't even we haven't even taken any kid pitch at bats like in practice or anything. It could be a disaster. Well, it will be a disaster. All right. Quick timeout. Final segment coming up next. Stay tuned here at Riverwind Casino. Sound off any time of day on the Knippelmeyer Chevrolet text line at 405-651-3439. Knippelmeyer Chevrolet in Blanchard, USA. Jeff Lister here with Knippelmeyer Chevrolet. Riverwind Casino and Hotel bringing you the final segment of the week. OU Baseball tonight. 8 p.m. They're at the Zags at Gonzaga, 8 p.m. Central Man. Time, first pitch. Spokane, Washington, a little weekend trip. And Have judging by seen... Toby's photos, it looks pretty awesome out there. Yeah, that's what I was about to say. Man, that place looks beautiful. They got water fountains coming down the middle of town. He saw some type of beaver or river otter on his Whoa. morning walk. Those be careful. Yeah. Joke in yeah. there somewhere. Yeah, they um, they need to get a, what's I don't I don't have any idea how good Gonzaga baseball is, but I feel like they were pretty good. Maybe a couple of years ago, they went out to Oklahoma State and won. They've actually been a pretty decent program. I feel like that's been the case here recently. Yeah. Um, anyway, we laughed at CBS Sports quarterback rankings yesterday because it had Quinn Ewers number three. Yeah, Pro Football Focus doesn't even have him in the top ten. Go figure. Caleb Williams won. Drake May at North Carolina, number two. Jordan Travis at three. Michael Penix Jr. at four. Bo Nix at five. And then you got Jaden Daniels at six. Sam Hartman at seven. J.J. McCarthy at eight. K.J. Jefferson of Arkansas at nine. And then Michael Pratt at Tulane at ten. Michael Dang. Pratt's ranked way too low. Yeah. Just took he's Tulane good. to a cotton ball, a New Year's Six bull win. Yeah. Yeah, he's, he's legit. He's kind of a – uh, he's like a gritty type player. I like. I don't know how. He's a how, Kansas State type of QB. I feel like. Yeah, I don't know how like refined his technique is and stuff like that. And they are like that. May that's probably one of the actual things that PFF is is probably good at evaluating his yeah. quarterback. Um, For what he is, that? he's so really the good, Pac-12 man. had. Did they have three guys in the top five? Caleb Williams, Michael Penix Jr., and Bo Nix. Yeah, man. I feel like that's yeah. accurate, too. I feel like I that's too. accurate. And they're missing one. Did you mention Cam Rising in the top ten? No, I didn't. Surprised me a little bit. All he's done is won two conference championships the past two years. Yeah. I read a uh, long article today as we get out of here for the weekend on Nebraska. They were doing it the Nebraska way this time around with Matt Rule. Not losing their identity of toughness and how they've done it all the other. Getting back to Nebraska football is what they're doing. Well, that's good. I, You know, it's – that's what you got to do. It's, it's a tough road as we're finding out, right? And I know we're not coming from where they were, but you know it's he's got a he's got a big job ahead of him. But I think he's going to do.